Hey, this is Alex with the Unbiased Trailblazer podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Unbiased Blazers. There's a link in our bio for our Discord server where you can join in on the discussions, give us takes, give us comments, or simply just join in on a podcast. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this podcast. Now, let's get to the show. And as always, Rip City, baby. Three, two, one, zero, zero. Lift off and the clock has started. What is up, Rip City? This is episode 32 of the Unbiased Trailblazers podcast, and we have a special guest here with us. Fawad and Mike could not make it tonight, so we decided to do a uh, special guest here. I want to introduce. I want to introduce you guys to a uh, a good friend that I just met. You know, this last month, and uh, he has a podcast that him and a couple of his friends have started. And I just want to introduce everybody to Brady. Brady, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Hey, I'm I'm really excited to be here. I've been listening to your podcast. Uh, yeah, like like you said for the past month, I really enjoyed it. Uh, me and my homies. I'm really really blessed to uh, to be able to do a podcast with them. It's a Blazer podcast. We focus on the NBA too. It's called Point Nine. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, first off, it's you're you're lucky because you have your your friends that you've grown up with talking sports, me, Fawad and Mike, you know, we didn't know each other before this all started. And you know, the, the chemistry, we had to build it, but you have your chemistry with your friends already. So it's fun listening to your podcast. Cause you guys all have that chemistry built up and it just, it seems so easy for you guys to talk to each other. And truly it was easy for Fawad and Mike and I to talk, but it just, you know, that first couple episodes, there was just this awkwardness. Like, you know, we didn't really know <laughs> each other. But for you guys, it's just smooth sailing, it seems like. And I've enjoyed listening to the episodes you guys have put out. I think you guys just put one out today, or was it yesterday? Yeah, we put one out uh, today. We drop our episodes on the first and third Monday of each month. And this, uh, this month had five Mondays. So we dropped an episode, which we call our Vetus Sabonis episode. Uh, and it's just a little oh, fun episode. It's, uh, you know, we just play a little bit of a game. We call head to head Jersey to Jersey. And, um, yeah, you guys should check it out. We have a lot of fun. I appreciate the, the compliments, you know, that we have a lot of chemistry and it's true. You know, we've been friends for, I would say since I was about 14 and I'm old now. So like 15 years, you know what I mean? And we've just talked sports growing up and so it is really easy, but, uh, I, yeah, I don't know what to say, man. I'm really blessed to be able to do it with those two. I do it with sure, uh, sure. one of my best friend, Owen, uh, and my other best friend, Thomas. So, yeah, I appreciate it, man. So, talking basketball is what you guys do. So, let's talk about a little bit of Blazer basketball. Um, first things first. One of the biggest reports that I've seen in a while for us, there was a report that came out that sounds like there is no – interest in trading Nurkic and CJ this year. Uh first off, what's your first reaction when you hear that? Like that that the front office does not plan on making any moves with CJ or Nurk? Man, my first my first reaction to that is I thought we fired Neil O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 
I thought we got rid of that guy. And everyone's complaining, you know, that Stotts was the issue. And then we get rid of Stotts and we hire Chauncey, which I don't know about you. I, I liked that move. I really I, I wanted I wanted Chauncey from the beginning. I think they had um they had Becky Hammond interview. Mm-hmm. They had Chauncey and who else did they have? Um oh my gosh, now I'm just it's Mike D'Antoni. Mike D- gosh, thank God they made the right move of not hiring Mike D'Antoni. Um but I, I wanted Chauncey from the beginning. And so Chauncey comes in and we still have the issue. And then they say, you know, it's a roster construction issue. And I mean, I, I think that's the issue. What do you think the issue is? Well, I mean, I think, I think a lot of fans and I think a lot of NBA, you know, fans in general can tell that we've been running it back for the last five years with the same roster with minor tweaks it's clearly yeah. a roster issue. Yeah, that's um, not the move, you know. Yeah. Like little tweaks aren't the aren't the aren't the thing that's going to make this happen. And I've always I'm a firm believer that there's in the NBA there's two ways to get better. You can either have your players on your team get better or go get better players. Yes. And those are like the only two options. You know what I mean? And so we've we've not gone and got better players. Uh, I don't, ben Macklemore's not the answer, my friend. Cody no, Zeller's not the answer. No. Although Ben, I will say this: Ben Macklemore's a nice piece to have on your roster, but that shouldn't be your big move in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a nice seventh best player. Yeah, exactly. But he's not he's not a good third option, you know. And that's it's hard to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hearing the news that CJ and Nurk are not our their plans aren't to be traded it's like then then what is the plan so that's that's my question for you what if like me like you i agree i don't know we got rid of neil o'shea for these you know reasons and it's like nothing's changed still but a thousand reasons we could say yeah so many bad things very true very true so then what do you think the plan is is it to wait till the off season to try to make moves is it you know just a a ploy to pretend like we're not interested in moving CJ to make his value a little bit higher or I mean or do you really think their plan is to not move CJ and Nurk at all you know I would love to say that I know what the the front office is thinking but I think that's just the best trailblazer move ever to like just keep us waiting you know what I mean it's so it's so like the Portland Trailblazers to not make up their minds. We've been through so much <laughs> through the years. Yep. And to just like be stuck in the balance. And you said, like, do we wait to the offseason? I think we, we, we can't afford to wait to the offseason. No. We have, I think, uh, Roko's contract is expiring and Nurk's is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Both of them. And along with Simons. Along with Simons. And we have to do something. There has to be a move. And I think the trade deadline is a week and a half away and there's no, there's no direction. And that's, that's scary. It really, really is scary. What I, what I think the direction we need to move is Damian Lillard. God bless that man. I have no, I will never say a bad word about Damian Lillard. We need to keep him. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want him to leave. Yeah. You, and so 
we we're in win now mode. Like we have to go, we have to go Los Angeles Rams on this thing. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you know we You're we need to wrong. go L.A. We already have our Matthew Stafford. We already have our Matthew Stafford. We need to we need to go out and get the Odells. We need to go bring in Von Miller, and yep. we yep. have the, we have the trade assets to do so. CJ is a good trade asset. Uh, honestly, uh, you posed a question this last week, I believe, asking if we should trade or if we should keep Norm or Anthony. And mm-hmm. my 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 response is, let's keep Anthony. He's shown us he's shown us so much. And he is only 22 years old. And yep. Norm is a great piece. He really is. But let's learn win now mode. Go trade our two big trade pieces. CJ is a, an amazing scorer. And I think um, just like a little sidetrack, bunny trail, stop me if I talk too much because I know I talk too much, bro. But like this, this has gone on for too long, Damon, CJ. Yes, it doesn't it work. It doesn't work. And it would work if they could play defense, mm-hmm. but they can't. It's, it's so dynamic watching the two play because uh, the way I describe it is Damian Lillard is, a, is like a vertical threat. Every time he steps past half court, you have to guard him the, you know, the full length of the court. He can shoot from anywhere. Uh, he's dangerous off the pick and roll and exploding to the basket when CJ's a horizontal threat. He, he does a lot of his work baseline to baseline, and yep. he's a very shifty player. Very shifty. And, and when, you have, when you have two guards that, that can explode offensively like that, and especially when you have to have a defense that reacts to someone who's moving baseline to baseline and then someone who's moving within the half-court setting, like it, it's really, really tricky. But we've seen in the Stotts era that you can score all you want, but this team just can't exactly. play defense. They can't exactly. play defense. And so it's not working. And so there needs to be a plan, and it needs to happen fast. Exactly. So let me play devil's advocate here for a second. That podcast where that question got brought up between Norman Powell and Simons, I initially said Simons because I think in the long run, we're going to get more value out of Simons than we would Powell. But with that being said, if our goal is to win now, the more I thought about it, because Fawad kind of brought that question up and, you know, I didn't really have time to really sit and think about it. And the more that I thought about it, if our goal is to win now, Powell has offensive ability. He has defensive ability. Simons is more of an offensive threat player. And to me, this is going to be a weird comparison, but I honestly kind of see Simons like CJ. He's a he's a very talented offensive player. The defense he he lacks. So I feel like if we trade CJ and we end up moving Norman Powell, we're gonna just have another CJ on our hands where we have this guard who's offensively gifted like crazy and can do so many crazy things, but defense is an issue. And you know, and maybe we get the defensive players from trading CJ and Norm and maybe we can balance that out more. But it's almost like if now that I think more about it, if we're in win now mode, it almost would be better to maximize the value that Simons is putting out right now and try to trade him, keep Norman Powell. We honestly have Norman Powell for a good, uh, his value on his contract is very good. Um, so we have Lillard at the one and Powell at the two. And then we have, you know, 
whatever we can get for CJ for Simons. And if they do try to decide to trade Nurk, um, I have a feeling we're going to see a Roko trade here pretty soon. Please, I please, I don't, please. I don't see us going to the end of the season with him unless he's told the front office, hey, I will resign at like a vet minimum or something because there's no reason to not have him. I think this season is over. I think a lot of us can agree that the injuries that we've had to deal with, losing Nas, which we haven't even talked about yet, um, Nasir Little is out for the season. It's just like... Watford many, just rolled his ankle tonight. Watford rolled his ankle. It's like, how many other signs do we need to be like, this is... The world is telling us it's time to just try to get a pick and get ready for next year. So let me ask you, I, I kind of rambled there for a second. If we're in win-now mode... Do you think it's better to have Powell at the two or to have Simons at the two? So you and ask that's, him very... And that's, that's, that's assuming that we re-sign Simons. I mean, we technically could re-sign Simons and still keep Powell, but let's just say for, for this scenario, one of those guys has to go. So one of them has to go. Um. Honestly, it's, it's CJ, Simons, and Powell. One of them has to go, if not two. Um, so that's a very loaded question because there's so much that surrounds it. Mm-hmm. How I can, like, I don't know, I don't know the word devil's advocate back, you know? But uh, Anthony's only 22 years old. We got to remember that he's, he's still so young and, um, like, I, I run a business or I'm the manager of a business. And a lot of the times when I'm, when I'm coaching and I'm teaching um, like my, my staff, you know, I, I can really mold young, young talent, you know, and I can, I can teach them and I can shape them and mold them. And, and, and Norm's, how old is Norm? Isn't he 28 somewhere in there? Somewhere around there. Yep. He's been in the league for some time. He's won a championship. The dude is set in his ways. He's, the way he's going to play is the way he's going to finish his career. So, yes, Anthony is a he's, – he's not a very good defender, like, at all. We can just, like, be unbiased. By the way, I love the name of your podcast <laughs> because Thank I you. am so unbiased. I am the first person in the, you know, the Facebook forums and all that stuff. That's where I, that's where I actually ran into you and, and met yep. you. Yep. Some of these fans are so homers that they can't like accept the fact that this team sucks. Yeah. Like this team isn't it's, good. It's bad. It's pretty bad, but honestly, it's really, really funny. So I, I get a lot of my enjoyment from those, but let me let me get back to what I'm saying. <laughs> Anthony is so young, I don't think that he's set in his ways. If if we can get a quality defender. A, a veteran to come in and help shape and mold him. I believe that I don't think he's going to be all defensive team, sure. but I think that he could, he could hold it down, you know, and look at who he has. The reason that Anthony has exploded offensively is because he's literally had to guard Damian Lillard yep. and watch him play in yep. CJ. And he's a perfect mix of those two. I think he's a, he's a great combo guard, but like, who has he had on his team that's a great defender? And you can sit, we can sit here and think about that for a while because it's nobody. You know, he hasn't had a yep. great defender. You're not wrong. And so 
literally as much as I hate this guy, Patrick Beverly, if we could get that guy on, on a small contract and have him, but I don't even know if that would work between him and Dame. But Dame's a competitor. <laughs> Dame's a competitor, and he's gonna, he would embrace that. But get an get a old head in there that plays like hard-nosed defense. I think that we'll, you know, that would turn Anthony Simon's game and give him new facets. So there's a huge gamble on whichever one you pick. You take the gamble on picking Norm uh, with Anthony going off and becoming an all-star. And then we have another Jermaine O'Neal on our hands. Sure, sure. Or, That's a good point right there. Or you play the risk of we get rid of Norm and keep Anthony. And we already know what Anthony's going to do on offense. But the question then becomes, can he produce on the defensive end? So there's going to be a gamble no matter what. And personally, I would rather, I would rather take the gamble on potential. So that's, yeah, that's and, my answer. And, and honestly, we're in a, we're in a, if this is a good issue to have, you have too many players that you want to keep because they do bring value to you, but you also, it's an issue because you're trying to figure out how to maximize that value and what, what moves works for this team. So yeah. I mean, it is a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have at a really bad time. At a, exactly. Bad timing for the problem to happen. I mean, truly, if we decided to trade CJ and Norm and kept Simons for his potential, 100% I'm for that move. I, I don't see any issue with that. The issue that I see is keeping CJ. First and foremost, keeping CJ. We've yeah, you can't it. do that. You can't do it. Yeah, we've seen it. It's He has to move. And, you know, I was thinking while we were talking, maybe their plan is offseason to get this pick, you know, get a better get a better pick in the draft and then package that with CJ to try to get somebody. Maybe that's their plan. I mean, we can I always just, do a sign and trade as well exactly. with Roco. And- exactly. I just I can't fathom why. Why they haven't made a move yet. And maybe that's their plan. I mean, we'll never know till something happens. It's just crazy to me to think that there's a report that's out there saying they're not planning on moving anybody. Well, I mean, there was just a report that Tom Brady's going to retire too, and like that's nobody true. knows if it's true. So that's true. That's but a good it's point. just it's really scary because there's just no clear direction. It's like how I can like think about it is it's like your friends are like, "Hey, let's go out to eat," and you're starving, and then nobody can choose where they want to go, and at, you're at this point just be like, "I don't care what you pick, yeah. just pick one." Let's go somewhere. Let's do it. Let's just do something. Yeah. And we're in the middle of that right now. Are we going to tank or are we going to try and win? And, and, and that's what I said in one of our podcasts. I just, yeah, I heard it. It was a great, someone would say, this is what we're doing. The season's over. We're tanking, or this is what we're doing. We're going for the playoffs and just let everybody like, know. And you know, I'll be honest with you watching this game tonight. We haven't talked about, we just played the thunder and we got smacked and it was embarrassing. The it's way so, we played, so embarrassing. it looked like we were tanking. But then you get these other games, like you get the Chicago Bulls game where we come back, and it's like we make this comeback, and it's like, what? Are we, are we trying to win still, or are we trying to get a better pick? I don't know what the hell's going on. We've always been a team that plays to our competition. 100%. And it's, it's really... It, it's annoying. It causes for really, really good games, and it also, like has us with really, really bad games. I want so, games where we blow them out by 30 and we don't have to worry. Yeah, people think that those are boring games. Those are not boring games. I really, really, really enjoy those. 
I mean, I like to, to see, win. We get to see, yeah, I, yeah, I like to win. We get to see younger talent come in. We get to see, you know, everybody play. And it's like these close games that like the last five years, just always coming down to the wire and Lillard having to save us every game. It's like, I'm getting old. I can't take it. My heart can't I, take my it. My heart, dude. I can't do it either. I'm a dad too. Like, I'm already worried enough. You know, I can't do this. And then we see last year, Lillard just does this unbelievable 50-point playoff game, and he's doing everything he can to keep us in the game. And it's like, it's not enough. That's Where the moment used, when I knew it was over. Yes. Where it used to be enough. Him doing that used to be enough. Now we see it, and it's like, that's not enough anymore. There's that's so well put. Issue. So well put. That's exactly it. Like, it, was, it was such a defeating moment when oh. you're like, wow, like, Dame did everything he could. He's done everything for our city. He's done everything our franchise. And like, you look around and you're like, you guys just let him down. Yep. 100%. And it was it was so defeating. It's one of the worst feelings I felt as a Blazer fan. And man, it was at that moment that I was like, this this team is it's not it. Something yeah. has to be done. Yeah, that that loss there when he did that, that was that felt like we lost the series like already. Like that moment there where like it was over. And it and I think the very next game we lost and it was the series over anyways, but to us, to me at least, that game felt like that was the series over. And it Yeah, was, that was a franchise defining game in my opinion. Yeah. And here we are re-running it back with everybody the same, add a couple little, you know, little little things and let's hope something's different. No. Yeah, the the like definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And it's insane to me that whatever new <laughs> new GM Joe Schmo over here is like, you know what? Like, I know that Neil O'Shea was a really bad guy. He did a lot of really bad moves. He wasn't a very good GM. But you know what? I think he, I think he was onto something. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. No. And hopefully, hopefully there's a plan. That's all I can say. We don't know, but hopefully there's a plan. Um, let's let's talk about something else. Let's 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 get a little bit happier here. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Nurkic has been playing these last couple games, more than couple. These last games, been playing like almost like before he broke his leg. Like it, you can see that he's more engaged and. One thing I've noticed watching these games is our game plan is now more to him. They're getting him the ball down in the post, letting him almost letting him run the offense from the post. Whereas a lot of times it was coming up, setting screens and just picking rolls all the time. It's nice to see he's being aggressive. He's still, I mean, for being seven foot tall and being as big as he is, he still cannot finish around the rim for some Dude, reason. He's a monster. He's big. He's a big boy. But I mean, he gives us effort. The start of the year, there was those games where you could tell he wasn't really interested, and it's like these last 10, 15 games, he, he's been engaged in almost every single game. Um, how do you feel these last 10, 15 games seeing Nurk play? How do you, are you feeling like, for me, at the start of the season, I was like, you know, we can just move on from this guy. I don't think he wants to be here. He comes out and he says he does want to be here. He wants to be here as long as the Lord's here and as long as we want to win. So... I've always liked Nurkic. I get frustrated when he gets frustrated because he's a very emotional player and he lets his emotions get the best of him sometimes. But these last 15 games, he's been he's been playing really good basketball. So 
Anything you want to say about Nurkic? Uh, man, I was infected with Nurk fever from the beginning. Oh, I yeah. really, I really, really liked Nurkic. I do really, really still like Nurkic. My problem with him is that his success seems so dependent on others. Um, Nurk is not, he's not the guy that's going to lead you to success. He needs to be led. And you can see that by his, be him being unhappy when Dame's unhappy or him being unhappy based on others around, which I can't blame him. I'm the same, I'm the same person on the court. You know what I mean? I am very much an emotional person, emotional player, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I can understand him a little bit. But he truly, truly has been playing really, really good basketball. And I think his most underappreciated aspect of his game is his playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is funny because he comes from Denver and played with, um, you know, big boy Jokic. So yep. he's he's a really really good facilitator. I really like how he passes out of the post. But you're right, man. The dude just can't. The dude can't finish, and it's so frustrating because he's so he's so massive. Um, but like you even see how his size. There was a play tonight where he was down on the low block and he's backing down. Okay. See, and turns and a defender comes and he gets double teamed in the post. And he's just like, he's so much bigger than everybody. He just left hand hooks it off the, off the glass. And it's like, that's what we need him to do is to finish strong to, to use his size. But yeah, he gets frustrated easily. And when he's frustrated, you it's, it's a clear switch that you could say he's, he's not engaged anymore. He doesn't want to be on the floor. It's like Zach Collins. Zach Collins fouled too many times, and you could tell when he would just lose it, and it would just become like instantly disengaged in the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really hope that he continues to play the way that he is, and if he does, I think he has a spot on this roster. I don't think we need to trade him, but um, especially when Dame comes back, their chemistry is fun to watch. It's it's kind of like DeRozan and Lowry to me. I really love their yep. chemistry yep. and their friendship. Um, but I just, I just wish that like Nurk was engaged all the time because when he is, he's a very good basketball player. And he's a very good um, asset that could really contribute to a championship team. So, yeah, we we've said before, angry Nurk is good Nurk. Frustrated Nurk is bad Nurk because yeah, when you said that, it's oh, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. When he's frustrated, it's never good. It it turns into bad fouls. It turns into just like just stupid shots at the rim. Yeah, just like not his shot selection anymore. is bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One thing I do want to say about Nurk that it it seems like ever since he broke his leg. And first off, let me say this: I don't blame him at all. That that leg break was nasty and it was I, not fun no i 100 percent understand this what i think it could be i think he's got this mental block when he's down there of being afraid of re-injuring that leg or or just having that happen again because he was a the first year two that we had he was a pretty decent finisher down there ever since that leg break it's been different it seems like he's gotten a little bit better these last 15 games and I hope it continues and I hope it's just confidence and he's building it. Um, but 
he, he's definitely been different since his leg break, and that's totally understandable. I mean, I don't blame him at all. Um, so I'm just, I hope he's just building confidence and, you know, we do decide to re-sign him and he does stay. I'm 100% fine with it. I think he is a good player to have on our team. Whether, <clears throat> you know, whether we go out and find somebody else and he's still here, I he's definitely an asset worth having. And I think there's a lot of teams that would want him. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. I hope he, I hope he stays. I hope he does resign with us. If that is the goal, is to keep him, I'm, I'm good with it. Whatever we do, I just hope that we give, we give Damian Lillard that chance yes. to go and do something. And that's all. That's all we can give him. And honestly, that's all that he wants is just a chance. And yep. if Nurk and Nurk truly does. Out of all the big men we've had in the last ten years, Nurk has Nurk gives us the best chance to win. So I agree. Unless we go get someone like Miles Turner, like Nurk is Nurk is a very good option sure. for us. Nope, I agree. I think I think if it came down to it between Miles Turner and Nurkic, I think I would take Miles Turner. But once again, it's a good problem to have choosing between those two. You're either way, you're still coming out good. You're coming out with a, a center that can actually yeah. do something. Yeah. And, and like you said, Damon and Nurk have a very good relationship. So that, to me, this is, for me, this is what it is. I go to Damon and I say, hey, man, what do you want? Exactly. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you want, let's try to make it happen. I don't yeah, want to make you mad. What do you want? There's an episode that we recorded um, kind of about influential players and that'll drop sometime soon but we had this conversation very briefly about um alan iverson actually it wasn't about influentials it's it's our second episode that we dropped with our friend jamar anyway long story short someone said oh i'll take alan iverson at shooting guard and we're like no or point guard and we're like no he's a shooting guard and we had that conversation well he's your franchise player if he wants to play the point guard He's the point guard. Sure, sure. If he, you know, if if he wants to play the center, it's Allen Iverson. Give him the ball, and that's that's how it is with Dame. Like, whatever Dame wants, Dame's gonna get. If he wants Nurk, he's getting Nurk. If he wants Miles Turner, he gets Miles Turner. That's the direction we need to go. If we're, you're the GM, Dame, what do you want? Give him the full keys. Give him all access, and just go for it. Go for broke. If we win, we win. If we lose, at least as a fan, I can be like, yo, we gave it a good shot. Yeah, and, and let's be honest. We, I think a lot of people know LeBron has always been the type of player that has kind of said, hey, this is who I want. Let's go get him. This is who I want. Let's go get him. I don't want this guy. Let's trade him. And he does He does a lot of the time get the what he wants. Let's be honest. We don't ever hear Lillard really say anything like that. Imagine LeBron being switching places with Lillard and LeBron being on our team, and he wouldn't. he wouldn't sit there and say yeah let's run it back for the fifth time with the same roster no he'd sell them like he did all the lakers yeah <laughs> so i mean there's there's good to it and there's bad because like you see with lebron he goes out and he picks these players and you see the lakers are not working well either so but he did make it to eight straight finals no, so i mean like it works a you little can't bit knock but... him. you're right you cannot knock that but at the same time it's crazy to see the loyalty that lillard has the 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 attitude of like, you know what, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to do whatever I can to help our team win, no matter who's out here. And not saying that LeBron's not like that, but you know, Lillard has always been the type to fly under the radar and not stir up 
issues and you know when all these trade you know Lillard wants out and all the stuff you could tell he was getting frustrated because he's told said it millions of times if it doesn't come from my mouth it's nothing and all these people were just taking it and running with it so but that's why we love him exactly that's why we love Dave because like let's be honest the teams that we've had in the past I don't know. When did Lamarcus leave? 2015? When was that? Yep. I think 2014, 15. Yep. Like the teams haven't been very good. No. They haven't. And he's still rocked with us. Yep. And we've had like, I think we're all afraid that we're going to get Lamarcus again, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it 100%. And so to just watch a player be like, no, like Portland, the small market team that nobody knows. This small market team that you have an explosion of the best game of the day and you still don't make it on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here for you. I got you. This is my squad. This is my team. And, like, how can we not fall in love with this guy? There's like few players that it's impossible to hate. I don't know how you can hate Damian Lillard. Yeah, He's just such know. a great person, a great player. Like, I don't know how you can hate Derrick Rose. Nope. I understand why you don't like Russell Westbrook. I don't either. But like Damian Lillard, you got to roll with him. And I think that's just why we embrace him. Like you can do anything you want in this franchise. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't have an issue if he came out and said, I want this guy on our team. Let's do it. I would not either. I would, I would, <laughs> he could tell me to go get Raymond Felton back. And I would be like, yeah, that's a great idea. As long as you're happy. As long as you're happy. As long as you're happy. So before we wrap this up, let me ask you just a couple questions of something that we try to do with a lot of the guests that we have. Um, who is who is your all-time favorite Blazer? My all-time favorite Blazer. So I've been a Blazer fan. I, th- I think I started watching in the year 2001, 2000. And there's like Blazer eras, you know. I've, sure, I've, sure. I really liked um, Derek Anderson. And then Ooh. that whole that whole team blew up. And then I took a really good liking to Darius Miles, which honestly the guy was not good. <laughs> but I loved I loved Darius Miles. Uh, and then I loved Travis Outlaw. Oh, he Travis. was like, and then obviously the natural Brandon Roy. Yep. Um, but I think I've never I've never fallen in love with a player like I have with Damian Lillard. He's given me some of the greatest basketball memories of my entire life. And he's, he's just been constant, you know? There's been so many Blazers that come and go, and mm-hmm. so it's hard to, hard to like stick with them and, and love that, that player. Like, Brandon Roy goes to Minnesota. Like, how could you? But I don't ever think Dame's going anywhere. And he's just he's given me so many great moments. Um, he's... he's Stayed healthy almost his entire career up until this year, and so I've literally gotten to watch really? yeah. every single moment of his career. And Damian Lillard is my favorite Blazer of all time. Do you have a favorite Blazer moment? Um, so once again, like so many, like yeah, sure. I'm a diehard. No, you know? I'm a diehard. Uh, the Thomas Robinson block, oh, followed by. To the Wesley Matthews to Will Barton. Yes. Um, then there's this moment. Uh, we were playing Chicago, I believe. 
uh, and Mike Dunleavy fouls Damian Lillard, and Wesley Matthews gets in his face and like starts this this thing, and I was oh, just like, "You I remember that? that?" Yes, I do. And I was like, "Dude, Wesley Matthews is a dog. Like, I love this I guy. Love, I love Wesley Matthews. Um, obviously, Lillard shot against Chandler Parsons. Point nine. What my podcast was birthed off of. Like, that was. I've never felt more proud mm-hmm. in that moment to be a Blazer. And you know that there's so many moments that I'm not proud of. Like tonight. <laughs> like tonight. Like tonight. And so um, when LaMarcus Aldridge went back-to-back 40-plus games against the Rockets in that series, like there's just so many yes. great Blazer moments. There really is. Um, I'm not – I'm never going to be one to bring up like the 70s and 80s and talk about it like I know everything because, bro, I wasn't even a thought yet. I don't know yep. anything, but yep. the, the great moments that I've got to experience as a Blazer fan, there's just a lot of them, but good or bad, I'm, I'm here, you know? And, you know, it, talking about great moments, honestly, one of the greatest moments since I've been watching it didn't even result in a win. It was that 50-point Lillard game. I truly can name maybe one other game where I've seen a player take over and just literally do every single thing possible to keep the team in it. And that's... I remember... I Like, I, I know it was just last year, but, like, I could not believe what I was watching. Every single thing he did, I could not believe it. Yeah, there's there's a few games that I can remember where I'm watching a certain player take over, like uh, Kobe's last game. Yep, yep. And that's, I'm that was I'm exactly, that's a good point. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, yo, I cannot believe he just did that. Yep. Like I cannot believe that like the world orchestrated this moment and in that moment he did that. Yeah. No. One hundred percent agree. Um. LeBron James's block on Igudala, like I was like, yo, he ran seventy-two feet to hit that. Like I just can't believe that happened. Dame's Dame's fifty-point playoff performance. I was like, yo, like he did every dribble move right. He got the defense off. He made them plant that foot. He just like, how does he do the things that he does? And yet, it wasn't enough. You it know? leaves a sour taste just because of the end, but just Ugh. the thought of it, just oh. knowing what he did. Oh, McCollum's block. That's another huge moment. I forgot. Oh, yes. Against Denver. Yo, Against I was Denver. like, yo, yep. I did not know McCollum had bunnies like that. <laughs> Those like, leggings he's got on. Because he never dunks the ball. No. Like, he truly never dunks the ball. And so, like, he's got, like, Zach Randolph syndrome. I swear when Zach Randolph played for Portland, like, he he, like – had cement in his shoes. He never jumped off the ground. So and strong. CJ's the same way. He didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are great moments, man. And, and that four overtime game versus Denver, like so many great oh, moments, yep. man. There, there really is. Like you could sit there and just name off. And I'm sure a lot of teams can do that too. But it's like Brandon Roy's buzzer beater against Houston. That was like, another one. I that was the that was the first buzzer beater that I watched. Um, yeah, I was supposed to be at that game. I'm, you know, I was supposed to be at Game Six versus uh, OKC. 
Ooh. Owen, Owen's dad bought tickets, and Ooh. I decided that I was going to go to a small group at my church. And uh, honestly, that was the worst decision I've ever made. <laughs> I was so I'm, uh, I'm so hurt about that one. Like, oh, it still gets me. It still yeah. gets me. We're we're we we are a lucky fan base, especially these last ten years of having success for a majority of it. Um, yeah, we've made the playoffs for I think eight of them. Yep, I think so. And, so. and you know, and especially when we lose, like you know, when Lamarcus and Matthews and Batum left, and you're thinking, okay, we got to start over, and it's like we're lucky that we have Lillard and that's yeah. why it's crazy to me that people are like, let's just trade him. Let's get rid of him. It's like, this dude has given us everything. And the moment one season goes bad, you're like, let's get rid of him. It's it blows well, my mind. Ha- have you watched the blazer forum, man? Oh, we have, the, bad. we have a good game and it's like, this team could really do it. We're championship caliber. And then it's bad. And it's like, blow this team up. They're yep. freaking garbage. Yep. And, and then, like we have a good game again and people are screenshotting like, Oh, should we trade CJ now? It's like, yes, yes, we should. Even if he just scored 45, get rid of him, please. Like you said, it's, it's definitely entertaining to read the stuff that people post. Oh, it's, it's a blast, man. I, I, I truly enjoy the community that, that the Blazers have, whether they're fair weather fans or, or completely unrealistic, but like, I think the reason why I got along with you, man, is because we think alike. We're completely unbiased, and we just want success. And wherever exactly. that comes, yep. Um, let's do it, you know. Which is tying in. Sorry, I keep talking, man. No, you're good. Tying you're to good. to the whole Willard thing. Like I don't understand how people people want to get rid of this guy. When's the? Uh, think about this. When's the next time Portland is going to get handed, truly no. handed, a player? Of Damian Lillard's caliber, like the 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 player he is, the personality, the skill set he has, we were truly handed it. We traded away Gerald Wallace, which cool, like you know. Yeah, I mean, and, I think a lot of people think, oh, if you get a top three pick, you're going to get a LeBron James, a Damian Lillard. It's like you're not guaranteed that ever. And even if you go get yourself a Jalen Green, or uh, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is not even on the same planet nope. as Damian Lillard. Nope. He's that's truly why wants him so bad. And that's why I don't want Ben Simmons that exactly. bad. Exactly. Exactly. The only way I would take Ben Simmons is if we didn't have to give away Dame. And there was clearly communicated, you are not the point guard. You do not <laughs> handle the ball. You play defense. And you and you cut. Yep. Which he would That's excel the, at doing that. He would. He would, but I don't think that I don't think that mentally he, he has yeah. the capacity to pull back. It's the um, Carmelo. It's the young Carmelo uh, mindset. Yep. Carmelo is, in my opinion, a top th- top five greatest scorer of all time. And it's tragic that he doesn't have a ring. I think the reason he doesn't is because he could never get his mind right and he could never play the role that he truly needed to play. Yeah. So which which is you're not wrong there. I think a lot of people, even Mike, who is a Carmelo Anthony lover, I think he can probably agree that 
at times it seemed mellow prioritized money over winning. Yeah. Why stay in New York? Yep, exactly. Right there. Perfect example. But at the same time, like you said, he's going to go down in history as one of the best scorers ever. And, you know, there's, there's truth to this and there's not truth to this. Tracy McGrady, when he made the Hall of Fame and J.R. Smith took issue with it because Tracy said that anybody can win a championship, not everybody can make the Hall of Fame. And, and honestly, Tracy's right. Oh, I, for sure. Anybody can win a championship. You have, you have these players, you know, Brian Scalabrini with championships. You know, even though What's he didn't make the Patrick McCaw, he won three in yeah, a row. Three in a row. <laughs> Those dudes are never going to make the Hall of Fame. J.R. Smith, he might make the Hall of Fame. I don't think he probably will, but he's got championships and Tracy doesn't. Carmelo so, probably will never get a championship. I, I mean, maybe he does, but I, I doubt it. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's a first no ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. No doubt. So well, my question to you is, would you rather uh, win six championships, go Michael Jordan, get six rings, uh, and average three points a game for your career, sure. or would you rather be a twenty-eight point scorer, you know, seven assist guy? Sure. Um, That's a tough and, question. And just never, and just never get get the ring. Not even make the finals. Let's not even make the finals. What career would you rather have? I mean, that's a great question. I think if if I'm being honest with myself, I I think I'd want to be the player that was like a focal point of the team. Even if it means that I didn't win a championship, I knew that I was that I was one of the main reasons why. I wasn't relying on someone else to carry me. Yeah, I, I like that too. I think I would rather do that. You know, you may and not like, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with being a three-point scorer and winning six championships. Like, I would be just as excited for that. Hell, I would be excited for just sitting on the bench and not playing a single minute and getting a championship. Heck, that's but, what I'm doing with the Blazers right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, and and part of me that kind of Jeremy Grant, he doesn't want to be like a second or third option. He wants to be, you know, one of the main options. And part of me, if that's how you feel, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's, if you money and, and, you know, being a a number one option on your team is what you want. And, and you can live with, like Lillard said, he can live with never getting a championship, but staying in Portland. If you can live with not getting a championship, then, then there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I would make the sacrifice to score three points a game, but I also would have no problem being Mr. Big Shot on the team. You know, I that's a, it is a good question. I would rather be, you know, like you said, the focal point. You know, so yeah, it, it whether or not be focal point, I could be like 15 points and like you know playing meaningful minutes and not just being, you know, come in at garbage time and play for five minutes. You don't want to be the uh, the Dan Dickow. <laughs> I mean, yes, I would. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> we can. I would put me in the NBA. I don't care what you. I'll be the water boy. I don't care, bro. I would just love to go to the games every single night. Right? Basketball is basketball, and it's crazy to think that they get paid millions of dollars to play it. 
too much money, but that's a, that's a different podcast. Yeah, right. That's a well, different podcast. And it's crazy. It's like we would do it for free. Obviously, no one would want to watch us, but <laughs> I, I do it for free. <laughs> that's true. Well, Brady, I, I totally appreciate you joining short notice. Um, go ahead and just let us know about your podcast. All right. Well, everybody, um, you know, I'm one of the three Calabreos that do the point nine podcast. We call it point nine because point nine is not only the seconds it took, you know, Damian Lord to hit that shot over Chandler Parsons. Um, but it's the amount of time they should take and watch our next episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, point nine is literally, it's just a community. It's me and my two uh, best friends. And we've talked hoops for, like I said at the beginning of this episode, 15 years. Um, it's, just a, it's just a show where, you know, we take time and, and we just discuss um, the NBA or hot topics or um, nostalgic top, topics. And, but we do it through the eyes of diehard Blazer fans. So we think that, you know, basketball is such a beautiful thing. It brings people together like, um, like Alex, Fawad, and Mike people who've never met each other and yet they can come together and have a, have a podcast together and, and develop exactly. relationships. And, and that's what we want to do here. Uh, not here, but over at our podcast uh, point now, we want to develop relationships with people and build a community of people who just love basketball. Um, and uh, one, one unique thing that we like to do is we like to, you know, interview other fans of uh, other franchises and diehards and figure out why they love the game. Uh, get their favorite moments, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. Like like Alex said at the beginning, it's just three friends just having conversation, and you know, uh, we drop an episode every first and third Monday. We'd love for you guys to check it out. We're really excited, um, and we're really blessed to do what we do um, on whatever capacity it may take over. So I appreciate you letting me be on here, man. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I I had a lot of fun. This was this was great. I love I love talking Blazers. I love talking hoops. Um, as bad as we may be, as big of a lead as we may blow, and you know what? Forever and ever. So we got the Lakers on Tuesday. No, what we got the Lakers on Wednesday. Wednesday, yep. Screw you, Russell Westbrook. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Brady, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, it was super short notice. Uh, you know, we've talked about it, and hopefully we can get Owen, we can get Thomas in here as well. Um, you know, I appreciate you joining. Everybody check out Point Nine Podcast. Um, anything else you want to add before we, we close out? Um, no, we tune in. We're gonna have we're gonna have Alex on for an episode. Um here I think we're recording it next week, huh? Yep, yep. We're recording it on the 8th. Our next podcast drops on Monday, the 7th. Um, we're going to honor number 7 on the 7th, and we're going to have an episode about Brandon Roy. So I hope that you guys uh, you know, tune in and, and enjoy. Yeah, for sure. All right, Brady, I appreciate it once again. Um, everybody that's listening, I hope you guys have a good day. Have a good night. Uh, uh, other than that, like you said, Lakers coming up on Wednesday. Let's... Uh, you know, even though we're tanking, that's one team I want to beat every time. So every single time let's beat them. And then we can go back onto the tank mission. Uh, other than that, Brady, I hope you have a great night. Thanks for joining. And as always rip city, baby. <laughs>